Hello and welcome back to the pod. Welcome back to the Quality Piles podcast. Today we have a couple topics to uh, just review a little bit. It's a big day here in Canada. Uh, actually, the first person uh, got their vaccine today. Uh, first public person. Uh, it was actually a healthcare worker. Uh, but I think we got a news article here from CTV uh, that we're going to pull up here and take a look and see uh, what's actually going on. Uh, Bev, what do we, what do we got? Oh yeah, like you said, Eric. Looks like the first person uh, just got their their COVID vaccine, and you know the whole thing I'm wondering with all this is how effective is it going to be in the early days of of getting out? Like most people I've talked to, or maybe not most, maybe say seventy or seventy five percent, really have have expressed a lot of concern with with taking it and you know, a lot of distrust. So. I don't know, maybe just to start off and, and maybe even rather than focusing on the article, what do you guys think of of, of what it's going to look like when they start rolling this out more aggressively? Because uh, obviously initially, and, and some of what the article is talking about is how um, frontline workers, so nurses, doctors, all that will, will be the first ones to get it, um, indigenous communities as well. Uh, I can't remember who the third group was, but it's all people who are who are considered at risk. So, so how do you think Why? this rollout's actually going to happen? Uh, like, not to be like insensitive or anything, but uh, so I get it. Healthcare workers, sure, people who are sick, but indigenous communities—is it, it because they don't have access to good healthcare on the reserve, or or what's going on there? Like, not that they shouldn't get it. Like, not definitely. Don't not mentioning that at all. But I just healthcare workers, sure indigenous community second question mark like shouldn't it be like old people like like if you pull up who's actually dying from this like you can pull it up on canada's website like it's people 70s and 80s like that that's who's dying like in the big majority of it like i'm not saying that young people don't die of course they do of course they do on this one but the vast majority of people who are dying from it are in their 70s and 80s like shouldn't people in nursing homes be some of the top people to get this one or, but yeah. maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I know what I see on articles like CTV or something like that. But yeah, well, that is a big priority is obviously vaccinating those people that are most affected by it, that they're definitely on the list. Um, the whole thing about um, indigenous communities, it's really more about not so much like Caledonia or any of these places that are close to a big city, but like, like when you go way up north. Uh, and they have very little access to like medical resources uh, and stuff like gotcha. that. That's where it's yeah. super problematic. Cause it starts spreading there, and then they're they're pretty much screwed. They have nothing they can really do about it. Um, so I think that's more the reason uh, why they're doing that. I think I think Bev's pulling something up on the screen here about that very subject. What do we okay. Got here, Bev? Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, this wasn't the article I was thinking, but they were. I read something earlier today where they're they're talking about how, how they're sending in the military now to some of these communities that are way up north and really like they might have a clinic or something, but they don't won't necessarily have a doctor on staff. They might just have like a like a or like a RN respirator or something. You know what? Yeah, I mean? that's right. So they're really restricted ah, okay. in what they've got. So you know, like the military will show up and they'll bring in generators and you know a respirator and all that type of equipment for them. Because um, as soon as some of these areas get you know a, a case or two, like a lot of them aren't social distancing and not wearing masks or any of that, so it just <laughs> spreads very very quickly. So, no kidding. Uh, yeah. So in the end, how, like they they do get ice like they are quarantined in some respect that they're all. Yeah, I was gonna say how do how do they get it? How how does COVID get up there? You 
know. But I mean, the, you got to be getting, I guess, supply drops from like those bush planes all the time to get stuff onto those reserves. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Have any of you guys actually been to a reserve that's not like the one right here, uh, like Caledonia or something like that? Have you ever any of you been to one of those places? No, I've only I've only been to ones that are like in cities. Like, I remember we went to one in uh, Winnipeg that was just outside of the city, but it was the same thing as Caledonia, basically, where it's you know it's a pretty well developed one, you know, yeah. relatively speaking, wealthier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like originally, I was that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, it's in the city, but no, I wasn't thinking like way in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that makes sense to get the vaccine. The only thing I can think, I, I remember we drove through one on vancouver island when we're heading out to to fino and you could tell like it's everyone it went from like really nice houses to all of a sudden you know not so nice (laughs) houses and it changed quickly and so you could see it there where there's like you know if people are 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 living in basically like a dilapidated trailer i mean the last thing they're concerned about is is wearing their masks and social distancing and all that right it's it's that hierarchy of needs type thing it's not even up there well, well, let me ask you, like, if you were living in that situation, would you give a crap about social distancing? Like, me? No. no. Like, I, I just no. wouldn't. Like, I mean, I've been out, like, I have no idea. Like, doing whatever I'm doing in the bush all day long. When I come home, I want to go see people. I don't want to be alone already. Like, I've been alone all day. Like, all day or for a week at a time going on a hunting trip or whatever. Whatever they're doing, I have no idea. But, like, I do not, I can see how they're not social distancing that much. Yeah, I had a friend who went up there um, to teach like a summer camp thing with kids. Uh, she's trying to remember where she said she was. It was way the hell up north. I mean, like, like they had to get supply drops and stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's pretty much like the Wild West up there, like like every aspect of life from what she described to me at least. So yeah, I imagine that they're not giving a whole lot of fucks about this thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can see why, you know, you start to have a few cases and it's a real shit show, especially because like I said, they don't have resources to treat it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worse when you have folks that are not even trying uh, at all, right? So yeah. uh, we might get a couple people in here who scream they don't need to wear a mask at Walmart or whatever. But you know, the majority, <laughs> of people, majority of people in a big town, whether they believe in it or not, will just do it because it's the fucking law right now, or anyway, right? So uh, I think honestly, like I don't know about you guys, but I, I see like I rarely see people that aren't adhering to the guidelines, like. Other than, you know, the odd person who's screaming about their, their rights at Walmart, which has been like, I've seen that like twice in the last however many months this has been mandatory. Like, I don't know. It's been in the big cities. I don't really think it's such an issue. Right. But I, I'm no. imagining up there. It's like, what's a mask, bud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, 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 where are they even going to get those masks? Like, I'm sure they can't like Amazon it in. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine how expensive those things are up there. But uh, OK, that makes more sense. Way more sense to me. Uh, healthcare workers is the third group of people like old people like at risk people or or what is it i'm not sure uh let's let me see if i can find something on it uh, yeah and, and another question for you like is only the pfizer vac- vaccine the one that's rolling out right now yeah like yeah in canada that's the only officially approved one so at okay. the moment um that moderna one's obviously next in line and the difference between the two um, from what I understand, and once again, um, nobody on this podcast is a doctor. We all just read the internet like everybody else. Um, is that there's a the issue with the the Pfizer one is that you need to store it at minus eighty degrees, um, which is very very difficult and very expensive, and there's not a lot of equipment for that. Whereas the Moderna one is only minus twenty, which is pretty standard issue um, for most vaccines. So I think that really that that broad 
um, expanse of lots of people getting the vaccine isn't going to happen until they have that Moderna one available and in large supply. And the thing is, like, people are arguing about getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine or whatever. But, you know, whatever your feelings are, it doesn't really matter because as an average person who's not in a high risk category, who's not a first line worker or anything like that, um, you're not even going to have an opportunity to say yes or no for quite a while, to be honest, right? Like, so people don't seem to get is like, even if they, they approve it tomorrow, you're not even going to have a chance as just an average person to say you want it or don't want it for months. Yeah, and, and right there. Uh, so uh, Bev just pulled up uh, Canada's COVID-19 immunization timeline. And, and looking at it, like we're starting in December, second stage is like Q1, so January to March, then Q2, April to June, and then Q3 and four afterwards. And so in December, they're looking at immunizing, is that 125,000 people? Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty aggressive. But that's, again, that's less than 1% of the population here. So it's got to be, like you said, like frontline workers. Like yeah. those are the people, and those are the people who should have it. Like, if anything, like, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, I, I've never got the flu shot. Like the regular flu shot that they have every single year, I, I've never got it. Uh, I don't I know. Only started. I got it uh, last year, two years ago and, and last year. Oh, didn't get cool. one this year, obviously, but uh, just because they were sold, they're not sold out. They ran out. <laughs> but they yeah, ran out. I, wow. I, I, I had never, I had never taken it before that. I just started doing it recently. So huh. just to put it in perspective, too, um, we were looking at a chart on the screen here that was talking about 125,000 people um, this month in 2020 December. Um, so we just had our big shipment of this first wave, um, which is 250,000 vaccines. But that's a two-part vaccine. You need to come back. I think it's three weeks later to get part two of it so you need two shots there's like a booster one for it um so yeah that 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 quarter million vaccines isn't a quarter million people it's actually even less than that right it's only 125,000. um Whoa. so that's the other thing people don't realize is that it's not like just everyone's gonna have to go in and get one shot you might have to get more than one um and then they're gonna have to try i know of course the tracking thing is something people are gonna freak out about but they're gonna have to track who you are where you got it you know did you get shot one did you get shot two um, which brand did you get like stuff like that right so it's gonna be a huge this is why they have the military involved right like you see all these people screaming about like you know all oh, the military is involved this has got to be a conspiracy theory well it's logistics. No, it's, it's, it's logistics it's logistics they have to measure yeah. like they're only the only kind of people who who deal with this kind of shit you know in, in an orderly fashion on a regular basis for everything they do right so yeah um, like no, it's, it's a good thing for sure like you don't want fucking doug ford just writing it in his iphone or whatever so well i i just i i'm just looking at this chart here and so uh q2 they're looking at immunizing a million people a month so three million total people and then after that it's ramped up and they're trying to say between 15 and 19 million so between four and five million people a month are gonna be vaccinated like that's that's insane where are you getting this like that is that's just wild to me. Like the, how long it's going to take. Like, I think, I don't know how long it takes to get a vaccine, but I'm sure there's going to be so many steps to that process. Like you're saying for tracking reasons and things like that. Ah, that's really ambitious. Yeah. Uh, don't just, there's any way they'll be able people to do a this. day basically. Right. For a month. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> where, where, where are you going to get it? Like it's sh like, who's getting that number one, who's getting that contract? Uh, Ooh, Ooh, this Frank, is for I, part I two. They're, they're not going to need to go all the way to like I, I can't imagine they would really have to vaccinate more than, you know, say 30 or 40 percent of the population altogether. 
because I once you start once you get to the point where it's not spreading anymore and you have control like you don't really need everyone to take it I mean I think it's well, no, I disagree we'll, with I think that. We'll I disagree. Start with to that. see it under control once we get to early summer, because I like again, like my my thought on it is once you get like those really vulnerable populations, you stop yeah. seeing the cases where people are able to fight it on their own. You know, you know, like a younger person can just go kind of deal with it and get over it. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if those people are necessarily gonna if they're like they might mandate it, maybe not, but I I think they'll be able to deal with it sooner than that. The yeah, doctors. Like, um, pretty much like from all the reports I've seen over the last few months. And once again, I'm just reading the internet like anyone else take it with a grain of salt, but kind of from different countries and different doctors, what they seem to be saying and people who study this epidemiologists and that they're saying between once you're between like uh, 70, like 50 to 70%, there's been a bunch of reports, but that seems to be the sweet spot, especially a lot of them are agreeing with the 70%. Um, once you have 70%, you know, vaccinated or, or 70% immunity, whether it's through vaccination or acquired immunity by actually having it, um, you end up in a situation where in, your, in a group of 10 people, seven people can't get it. So the three that can get it are probably not going to, right? So that's the thing is once they hit that, and I, and I think, you know, Bev was right, like it starts to be around that 50% range where you see the effects of that because they're still going to be tracking, you know, cases and positive tests and all that shit for a while. But once we see that really, you know, really bottom out and stay there you know i think that they have no excuse to not start opening up things a little bit more for sure and you know when it comes to being mandated it sounds like you know they're not willing to actually mandate it and say hey you have to take this but you know there was a report earlier this week i can't remember which minister it was at least in ontario and he was saying you know um yeah it won't be mandatory however be prepared to face um, restrictions when doing certain activities, right? And I think that's probably what you're going to see is, it's, you know, and of course, you know, while we're not mandating it to you, but if you want to do anything other than sit in your house, bud, then you got to take it. So, well, know, that's, that's a the choice. And that's a great example. So like uh, when this first started uh, and countries started to reopen back up, especially in Europe, you could get crazy seed sales uh, to go to like Portugal and Spain and things like that. The only thing is to get there, all you needed was a test and people were up in arms about, oh my God, I don't want to have to go get a COVID test. That looks horrible. I'm not getting my brain, whatever, uh, my brain swabbed. Like, I don't know if either you guys have got a COVID test before. Like I've got a few and it's really not that bad. No, it's not bad at all. <laughs> not at all. Like it's just blown way out of proportion on, on what it is. Uh, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. We'll see what actual restrictions are placed on people. Like if it's based on travel, I don't know. Like, I'm not really concerned about it's it's a weird thing. Like, I'm not super concerned about catching it while traveling, but I do not like the fact that insurance companies just blanket said, if you catch COVID-19, we will not cover you. Like, that's yeah, I just I just would want to catch it in another country. Like, even if you're in, you know, you have good travel insurance or whatever and you're in the States or yeah. somewhere like europe or whatever still i would want to be overseas getting stuck with covid and then you quarantine for two weeks at the minimum and you know another month maybe trying to get over it in another country have yeah, you guys so. ever have you, you guys ever seen you someone who needs to be working and can't work remotely or whatever too right that's a big you problem. just go broke you go broke like that's yeah. it like i don't know if you guys ever seen this uh youtube guy it's called uh, bald and bankrupt oh um, yeah fantastic youtuber uh everyone should go check him out uh it's just a, a british dude who loves traveling uh not so well traveled countries like he started off traveling like the classic ones like yeah, thailand and uh, india now he's all through the ex-silviate block so anyways covid's going on 
He's like, screw this. I'm going traveling. Goes to Belarus because Belarus has famously said, no, you don't. Uh, we're not shutting down. Just go drink some vodka and you'll be fine. Um, anyways, that dude caught COVID in Belarus. So you're getting Bela, Bel, well, Belarusian, Bela, I, I don't know, Belarusian, whatever, healthcare Belarusian. in Belarus. Uh, that's what you're getting. And so he's sitting there. He didn't make any videos. He's like, I'm in Belarus. Didn't make any videos for a while. Made a video like, hey, by the way, I caught COVID. This is no joke. And then he's like, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. But it's wild because like he was stuck in a hospital in Belarus. Like not saying anything bad about Belarus. But when I'm thinking of international medical standards, I'm not thinking, oh my God, I'm going to fly to Belarus and get my surgery done. You know what I mean? Like that terrifies me because I want to go and travel random places like that because it's awesome to travel cheap. Like it's so much fun to travel cheap. I think but Belarus is one of the last communist uh, countries in Europe, actually, if I remember correctly. Well, is it communist or is it just a dictatorship? Uh, or is that one and the same? I have no idea. I, I know it's an authoritarian style government, but what it officially is, who knows? It's a very, very strange, could, that could part the, of the Google world. Google shit in the bed there on you, bud. What's going on? Oh, there it goes, yeah. It's lagging a bit here. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and, and to our listeners, like I know most of you uh, actually listen to the podcast because this is a podcast. This isn't a YouTube video, but we do throw everything that we're looking at up on our YouTube channel. Uh, so you can go check us out, link in the description uh, and everything if you want to see anything that we're actually looking at here. Some days we're better than others. Like sometimes our internet likes working properly and other days it doesn't. But uh, yeah, because it wasn't yeah. belt like just going off on belarus like wasn't this one of the countries that I was talking about like censoring the internet back in the day like a couple of years by back in the day a few years ago sounds like a communist to me bud <laughs> yeah I, th I think it was yeah and here it is uh, uh belarus is often described as europe's last dictatorship dictatorship due to the lack of civil rights and fair elections so yeah, that uh, that would make sense, and that's why I've always heard about the places. It's um, uh, I've never met anyone who's traveled there, but I've, uh, I've I've read stories about it. Apparently, it's super cheap, uh, lots to do, but it's a little bit sketchy. Mm -hmm. Should get this hey. bald goof on the podcast. Hey, bud, tell us about Belarus. <laughs> oh, he'd be on for sure. Right. Yeah, Who's this? He guy? looks. He, no, that's the president, man. Oh like, yeah, he looks like a just a good dude. Look at that mustache. You can't trust, you know, you got to trust a guy with a mustache. It's almost like, like a, uh, it looks like Charlie Chaplin with uh, gray hair. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. That dude looks like he can <laughs> drink some vodka, though. Like, he really does. Like, you know when you see a guy, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy knows how to, how to have a good time. Oh, like, yeah, that guy knows. Yeah. These, these were the goofs <laughs> that were saying just hammer some vodka at the, at the yeah. start of this, right? Yeah, yeah. The, this is him. And, yeah, the, does he not look like he loves a good vodka? Uh, he does to me. <laughs> Did it have his salary there? I saw something about like thirty-one thousand or something at the side. What was that at the bottom? That's his salary, thirty-one thousand. Yeah, yeah thirty-one thousand dollars annually. That's just, uh, just probably living it, like eh? a king over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a what McDonald's part timer here or full timer? Maybe? Well, you guys remember that movie Euro Trip uh, from like early two thousands? Uh, yep. Yeah, like Scott, who doesn't know, like that that one, like Matt Damon. Wasn't it Belarus where they went there and they lived like kings for a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of countries like that, man. Like I, I know I know someone who went and spent uh, like six months or maybe it was eight months 
in Thailand and there's a place where you can live on like four bucks and live like a, like a king for like four or five bucks a day. It's crazy. There's some wild yeah. places out there like that. Just yeah, that we forget because we pay so much for fucking the necessities even in a country like this. Yeah, my buddy, when we were in uh, university, he took a year off and then so he went from Thailand through Asia, through Nepal, and then all through India. And it, I think it was like seven or eight months he spent. And he only spent $5,000 the whole time. I'm like, how the hell did you do it? He's like, yeah, you don't eat as much as you normally would because you're constantly hot and sweaty. Uh, everything is dirt, dirt cheap. Uh, only problem is you're fucking shitting your pants the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good food, but it does uh, it does go through you pretty quick. That's for sure. Yeah. What that would be about Cuba. the, uh, the uh, employers here, Bev? What do we got there, bud? Looks like you pulled up something here. Oh, can employers make uh, the vaccine mandatory? Oh, that's a good question. I, I wonder if they could. And in what industry? Like, could you imagine? Well, what, what would be the equivalent to that? Like in a medical sense, like what job would make? Well, I guess nurses have to take the flu shot, don't they? So I guess this is no different because this is just oversimplified well, another flu shot. Like, is it like a, um, like uh, uh, doesn't everyone have to take like hepatitis A and, and B shots or something no, like that? No, no? Like you don't have to like it's, it's in school. Like I remember when I was like, uh, I'm a little bit older. And so they didn't have that when I was in school. So I had to go out and get it and it costs money to go get it. Now it's all free to get the, like uh, the, I think twin Rex, the hepatitis AB, but yeah, it wasn't mandatory, but why would you not get it? Like, I, I loved like when I was, especially like all through like high school and college and all that stuff, like going down South on the dirtiest, cheapest vacation, all inclusive for a week. So I can go drink my face off, but that's where you're going to go catch hepatitis somewhere around there and of course i'm going to take that give me all the vaccines it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh um, i know that uh like daycare workers for instance is one you don't necessarily think of but they actually have to be vaccinated with certain vaccines and have proof of that every so many years and stuff like that oh i i bet man like so. ki- kids are gross kids like none of us have kids like right now but like they're sticky they're just always sticky because they're just you just look at kids and they just touch stuff constantly 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 so i could imagine how much sickness is going on in those places like i don't know how they're staying open right now like how like uh like the the amount of attendance at a, a daycare must be so low right now because if you have a sniffle or some like if the kid has anything because a kid can't like hold in a cough or a sneeze or something like that if you're a daycare worker i'm assuming they're like oh Take them home. Go get a COVID test. We can't shut down. Like, yeah. is is that what it's like? Or well, yeah. So it sounds like it's you know from what I'm hearing, uh, it's one of those situations where they have to be really careful, make sure people are getting tests. Uh, they're pretty stringent about it. Um, but also, you know, if you compare like say working somewhere like that, um, or taking your kids somewhere like that, versus just going to like a mall or a retail store as well, like. Um, the one way they're able to stay open is they have a lot more control. Um, you know, like a retail store, for instance, or a mall or whatever, a, a restaurant, can't, they have a limit of like X amount of people or whatever, right? But that's like, like let's say it's it's 20 people. They're, that's 20 strangers every day, 20 completely different people walking into your store at, at a time or whatever. 
Um, whereas somewhere like that, it's the same people every day and they can limit, you know, even like say the parents for those kids are probably not allowed to actually go in physically to pick up their kid. They, they would have someone run that kid to the door to drop the, to pick up and drop off or whatever too. So there's a lot more control. And I'm, you know, like I imagine a lot of, uh, schools and stuff like that are probably doing that as well. I don't think the average person can just go waltzing in a school anymore, right? So, whoa, um, whoa, could you ever? Well, actually, yeah, you could. Like, oh, yeah. I remember you just walking to school in the middle of the day. No one, there's never any locks yeah. on doors or anything, right? But I, I imagine it's probably similar there right now, too. So, um, although it's, there is that's a lot so, of whoa, there, is that is that like, whoa, like, let's back up a second. Is that not weird? Like, <laughs> I remember like being a salesman just walking into schools. Like, I just straight up just walked in and walked right into the administration office. Like, I'm just a stranger. Like, that's a little crazy, right? I remember when I was a kid, it used to happen all the time at, at our uh, elementary school. There would always be like people just walk into the school and uh, they used to always hand out awards to kids who like reported it to, uh, uh, to a teacher because like in ours in our school like our teachers took uh, lunchtime very seriously so they uh they were more to be found during lunch so um it was uh it was basically just some like parents who volunteered to look after uh, you know, our school had about 160 kids so two or three parents would be looking after 160 kids at recess so yes. people like it would happen all the time like one time this guy he came into the school because he wanted to use the bathroom but of course everybody's <laughs> at lunch so he just walks over and is using the bathroom and like uh, some kid walks in sees this weird guy he's never seen before goes over and and you know tells the teachers and they all come rushing down it's just some guys like i just i just wanted to use the bathroom i didn't, I didn't mean anything but you know you never know <laughs> well, that's hey, the thing right so he goes into school well, whips his cock out great that's him. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh i just want to use the bathroom like would that ever cross your mind no i i'd go piss on the side of the road and risk getting like a ticket like i've definitely yeah, exactly. done that like you're driving this- outside the road pop over the car door take a piss like that's this guy what you had do. no excuse this is a country school too he could have got like <laughs> we're li- literally middle of nowhere it would have been easy for him yeah he's definitely up to some sketchy shit like there, there's no way like i it would never cross my mind like i gotta i gotta go take a piss i'm gonna go to some school i no. this guy's just pissing in the kitty toilets the <laughs> teachers are in their car fucking ripping a bowl what, what happened at the school oh my god oh, my god. oh it's weird like we used to have um like it, uh, <laughs> so I, like our our school kind of backed on to like there's a tennis court type thing in the back uh, like down the hill and back in the corner kind of like out of view and we used to have like there used to be people walking through all the time like into like into the schoolyard stuff might have like their dog or whatever but it was it was it was like a closed off yard so you really shouldn't have been there but it used to it used to happen all the time it was just the weirdest thing that, but i guess maybe it was different maybe in the 90s people just didn't think as much of it now with all like you know the stories of abductions and all that that's all over the news and all the crime shows and stuff everyone's thinking oh my god i don't want to be don't want anyone to think i'm you know like in a the child molester or something yeah well well yeah and they probably were child molesters like walking through schools and stuff like that maybe not all of them but just maybe like you know what one in a few uh, I, I don't know just sort it out there. i don't know man like yeah. you know what i've learned in the last few years is people do weird shit like they just <laughs> do weird shit like they don't eat, think twice they just do whatever comes to mind and, and so i don't know I, I like to try and think uh give them the benefit of the uh, benefit of the doubt but man people do, do you ever wonder shit. what would you ever wonder what weird shit like you do or we do and that we don't know time. is weird all, all the time i i do too all the time like i know I overshare. Like I definitely overshare and like 
uh, I know it sometimes it's inappropriate, especially with like people you work with and things like that. Like even if you don't really know them that well, you, I'm just an overshare. Uh, and that's something that I know that's a little weird and it could throw people off. But I, I have no idea what else, like what mannerisms, what little things I do. I have no clue. And it's going to be so, well, do you guys know any weird things that I do off the top of your head? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Like, uh, that's weird, oh, but it seems normal no, that's to me. Good. See, that's, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like, maybe we're all just doing something super weird, but we're in our own, like, we're in our own yeah. little, uh, little circle. Like, I will it. tell you yeah, one, exactly. one thing. It's nothing to do about being weird, but it's back to the old pissing in the school story there. <laughs> I was, uh, before all the Rona happened, I was doing this volleyball league and, and they, they're renting out gyms in like schools because it was at like okay. nighttime or whatever, right? And yeah. uh, we were in like an elementary school and I had to go take a piss. And I forgot that, like, they made the toilets, like, the size of the kids that go there. What? So, as a grown man trying to take a piss at a urinal that's, like, on the floor, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, of all the places that guy could uh, stop to go take a piss, it's not even a great place to actually try and piss. Because you have to, like, basically get on your knees to take a piss in there. It's hilarious. Just go, like, that's, oh, that's so weird, though. Like, why would a guy do that? He was definitely trying to, to diddle you, bud. Like, I think you, you dodged the bullet on that one. Good thing that kid fucking blew the whistle on him. I'm just here pissing, bud. You know, kid comes oh, by, sure. sees my dick, whatever. <laughs> hey, hey you're that country, bud. Oh, Bev, give him the benefit of the doubt. Sees the good in people. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, is this, uh, just getting back to the vaccine real quick here, uh, is this a picture of the girl uh, here, uh, just for our YouTube viewers, uh, that has got the first vaccine, or is this just a good job, team? We're We're doing it. And I think two, it's just like team? some stock photo of the Bill de Blasio. Yeah, I think that's a New York mayor. Yeah, uh, yeah, New York okay. mayor doing an arm, forearm tap thing. Like, see, I don't see how this is any better. Uh, well, maybe so. So far, our listeners, should, uh, should they're tapping wrists. They they aren't fist bumping. They're revert like their knuckles are like the back of the hands are facing each other, and they're tapping wrists. What's the difference? Yeah, what is the difference? There's no difference. If anything, that's worse because if you ever cough or sneeze like you never cough in your hand or you shouldn't and is it not weird seeing people still coughing in their hands like this has been a thing for like 15 years now like don't fucking cough in your hands like just i'm telling you people do weird stuff here's a weird one i do i always rub my nose with uh the top of my uh top of like my wrist i guess so basically exactly where mayor bill uh, blasio (laughs) (laughs) always do that oh yeah oh Oh, my my god well you know what's funny though this the the other thing too is like you still see these people that are like basically bathing in fucking sanitizer and shit too, and like they there has been like really like wide open reports that they said like the 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 actual contact problem of COVID was like not nearly as bad as they initially thought. Like once they actually did some studies on it too, like uh, they were that's what well. So how's it spreading then? How's it spreading? The droplets, right? Like people like breathing not- it in. So people not wearing masks and then breathing it in. Because like, like here's a great example of this people do weird shit you're at the gym so i'm at the gym i'm working out and everyone's got to wear a mask except for when you're working out this dude in front of me takes his mask pulls it off sneezes doesn't even cover it with his elbow or anything sneezes and then puts his mask back on what the the fuck man like the whole point of the mask is to keep it in like the mask isn't stopping anything from coming in it's just a fucking little piece of paper or a piece of cloth that's not doing shit it's to stop you from spitting everywhere couldn't fucking believe it i'm looking around no one even bad an eye 
blew my mind. Like I, I put my gym pass on pause a little while ago uh, mm-hmm. after I got sick, like not not COVID. Like I went and got tested, not COVID. But it's just like how the how the fuck did I get sick? Like I sanitize everywhere. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, could have been like one of three places. Like I saw a gross friend who coughed in his hand. Uh, yeah, it could it could be that. Uh, number two, uh, I went out to some restaurants. Okay, yeah, could be that. And number three, it could be the gym that I was going to with dumb shit people who fucking <laughs> take their masks off yeah. and sneeze just into the air. Like one of those three places because I don't go anywhere else. Like I don't know where else I could have caught a fucking cold. Like how do you catch a cold right now? When again, every store you go into, you have to pump the fucking whatever discount Mexican sanitizer. And I say Mexican because you look on Health Canada's website, and most of it's coming from fucking there that's being recalled. And like, you know, when you're pumping this thing that's like 90% alcohol all over your hands, like, yeah, this cannot be good for me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Never used sanitizer so much in my life, man. And, uh, I will say one little shout out to the gym is uh, we just entered the red zone here where I'm living today and it was my first red zone gym visit and it's you're only allowed 10 people in there and And they uh, stayed open fucking amazing. Yeah, it's oh open, but it's God. only 10 people. But it was actually the oh, best. That would be the best. That would be the best. Yeah, it was oh, like man. four old ladies on the treadmill and the gym was like shared between me and like there wasn't even five there was only nine of us there actually they're they're allowed 10 <laughs> it's just like me and a couple meathead guys and it was great so oh, you know, uh, i'll Bad. miss that that's one thing I, I i will miss now trying to get actually the that, that makes like sense. trying to buy a ps5 though well i was trying to figure <laughs> out like like the gym art like the gym uh i go to is really it's a bigger one uh so yeah. they just said the hell with it and closed um oh, really? i got an email from uh one of the other gyms in the area one of these like small 24-hour ones you know buzz your code and you can go in type thing um and they uh so they sent me an email saying oh we're still open you know we're still you can sign up with us i thought oh, what the hell we're in red zone how are you able to have a gym open but yeah i guess uh as long as you're less than 10 people you can do it so that would make sense why our gym closed because it's it'd be yeah. cost a fortune to keep that place going Oh my god, and that's ten people. I'm assuming, including staff, like a gym that size, but it has to, like it does have, like, three or four staff, a minimum at all times, because you have the front desk people, the people, the cleaners, and then the women's only section stuff. Like it's, yeah, they can't stay open. And, and again, I just put my gym membership on pause, like right after I got that cold. Uh, but yeah, the home gym stuff. Like any guys been able to get any decent home gym stuff like i know i was in the market last christmas to get a gift of like adjustable weights and the the set i wanted wasn't there and like oh the next setup oh it's an extra 50 bucks i don't want yeah now it's like literally five times the fucking price this year so i needless to say i don't have those adjustable dumbbells but any of you boys been successful getting some home gym equipment you've got no room for it oh yeah yeah that fucking sucks yeah, I got myself Big a D? bench. Yeah, yeah. I grabbed a bench from the old Canadian Tire coming through clutch, as it always does. And well, uh, it was always, like, I don't know. I don't it was like three hundred bucks. It was it's a decent okay. bench. And then I got a, I bought some weights in like August, September, uh, in a, an Olympic bar as well. Um, basically anticipating that we were going to be in this situation again. Um, yeah. And you know, my thought was uh, the prices were, were lower again. They kind of dropped down to almost normal because shit wasn't really going wild anymore. And uh, my thought is still actually 
that you know worst case scenario is like you use them for the next year or whatever kind of on and off if, you know with the gym closing and opening or whatever and then uh, when this shit's behind us you know you can still sell them like someone's people are always going to buy that stuff you know oh yeah and, and like even like you'll get most of your money back out of it too like, well, as long as you keep them in decent condition they don't look like a pile of shit um, yeah. So for me, it's like, you know what, if I get even like 50% of my money back in a year, year and a half from now, like it's a worthwhile investment to not be stuck with fuck all, you know, if we lock down again or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, like I, I took the approach to let's do tons of body weight stuff. And I did pick up, I did find some dumbbells and stuff like that. But when I was looking for dumbbells, like I remember looking and people were wanting $120 for a single 20 pound dumbbell. And, <laughs> and like it would be on like uh on the the use like on kijiji for like a day a day and then it's gone it, it's already taken down like someone spent 120 dollars on a single 120 pound dumbbell last year like pre-covid it was a dollar a pound for rubberized weights maybe in the cities and stuff like that it's a dollar 50 a pound like that is insane insane the price difference but i mean desperate people do desperate things like i got enough now but switching it up to the body weight thing ah. Oh world of difference like on just the imbalances that you develop as you just do like your standard workouts over over the years and like and i know we've all been working out for years and i know that like one side is stronger than the other on certain things and your injuries that you just fight through and just cause greater imbalances switching to bodyweight stuff for me at least fix that huge i i mean fix the my crookedness <laughs> let's say uh a ton that being said i am going to physio and massage <laughs> and stuff like that twice or three times a week right now because i fucked yeah. myself doing something else but in general it's been fantastic <laughs> well i think uh i think the big lesson to be learned in and all this is it really makes sense to have all that stuff at home if you can i mean because oh, there's no yeah. doubt this will happen again like this will be uh, this is just a start like and it, like the last one happened to what 20 years ago i think with uh it was, i guess it was sars, SARS yeah the original covid but it's just gonna it's gonna happen again the next 10 20 years there'll be another one of these where they have to shut everything down and uh, you know, history always repeats itself, no matter what. That's uh, one of those one of those lessons you learn. Like history always repeats itself. I just well, hope we it, do learn, though. I hope that whatever bad or good we get from, like, this has been a, a shit way to live for the last you know year, and everyone knows that. I'm not saying anything people don't know, and we're all pretty fortunate in the reality. There's a lot of people who have a lot of really shit things happening, but you know, I really hope that they fucking take you know some of this shit forward and we can we can improve on it we can build some plans so that you know it's not such a fucking shit show the next time I mean, it's never going to be ideal i get that um but i hope for you know love of christ that we at least you know uh are reasonable enough to to know that it is going to happen again in some capacity and uh you know what we should and shouldn't do and, and prepare a little better for it because you know everyone chirps trump and the states and he's an idiot because he got rid of the task force and that's 100 percent true um but you know trudeau and now i won't say trudeau but canada you know canada depleted a lot of their stockpile before all this too because we were just you know sitting on all this shit and it was costing us money and we were replenishing it and you know nothing had really ever happened and then we kind of got caught with our pants down too right so I just hope yeah. that, you know, whatever we do learn, good and bad, we actually fucking do learn. And we don't just fucking go, oh, well, that sucked. You know, anyway, things are good now. Yeah. Uh, and I really hope they do, too. And I think that they will. Like, the biggest things are bringing manufacturing, like, reshoring. Uh, huge. Yeah. And especially reshoring medical equipment. Like, that's 
should be just be a no-brainer like we subsidize so much industry here in canada like all different types of industry every province is a little different some provinces do way more subsidization than others but why not subsidize things like that like that that's just wild to me that we didn't and, and they started to like and they did and they gave a ton of government grants and things like that but rolling forward like that's got to be on your radar uh because you can't just rely on everyone else like it like this is a, goes into a bigger issue like how connected we are like are, are you a globalist are you what whatever like it doesn't matter like of course everyone depends on everybody else but like you should have that stockpile and the ability to produce that equipment in-house like you, you should be able to just in case like, like it's been what uh a hundred years uh since like world war one or just over a hundred years since world war one like something will happen again eventually like not probably not for a little while but i mean like who who really knows but i mean something will happen again and then what we're going to wait another year for people to develop it again like no just be on the ball right away like i don't i don't get it and that's one thing that i guess is good that's coming out of it but yeah governments i just wish like and this is going to sound kind of commie but i i just wish governments could make their own product like make their own ppe uh and not have it cost five times the amount that private industry was because there's a million different unions and task forces on how they're going what color the mask is going to be and shit like that but yeah it would just make sense um... Yeah, and, you know, we're talking about... But the it will government. never never happen, never happen. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the government learning from this, and they absolutely need to, but um, people as well, too, right? And I'm as, I'm as outspoken as anyone else that, yeah, I fucking can't stand wearing a mask, 100%. Um, but especially if you are sick and stuff like that, like, that's something where, you know, where I live, there's a lot of folks who are, um, you know, from the international community that come here for school and whatnot. Um, you know, so there's a lot of folks from China and, and other places... Um, who it's very commonplace that if they have a cough or a cold or whatever, that they just throw a mask on. And, and that's one thing that I will say, even as someone who's not super, you know, in love Same. with wearing a mask, like, I hope we take that best practice forward. Like, you know, it's just like, if you have a, a bit of a sneeze or a cough, or whatever, like just that alone, you know, COVID aside, you know, the amount of like just germ spread for flu season and shit that you cut down on by doing that. And it's such a simple thing to do. Um, I, I I'll do it. A lot of sense. I, yep. I don't see why you wouldn't do it. You know, but I'm well, sure even something, won't. even something like having the hand sanitizers when you walk into a store. I mean, something like that. I think would be hugely beneficial. And now that's kind of habitual for people. And I think if you just keep doing it, or a little, like mandate, you have to have something like that. Like, I think yeah. that would help quite a bit. Yeah, I do love the mask thing for people who are sick. Like after this, like uh, okay, COVID nineteen is going to be done. Uh, this summer you know what i mean realistically it's just going to be over uh and then after that like if you're sick wear a mask like yeah that that just literally makes sense if you're sick and you have employees let them work from home don't make them yep. use a sick day like it doesn't make any sense like we all work on computers in some sense you know what i mean like even well, not all of us, I guess. Uh, a lot of the service-based industry, <laughs> let's say, works on computers. Like, why do I need to be in the office? So I can sit there and have a million useless meetings. So I physically walk over to your desk and have you not be there because you're in another useless meeting. Like, I get so much more done throughout the day working from home. And I'm so much more productive. And you can see that in, like, I, I know at least my employee, whatever my metrics are, uh, 
you can see how productive I am. And I know both of you guys have been more productive this year than last year too. It's it just goes to show like why why are we spending an hour a day each way driving into a fucking office like it doesn't make any sense it makes yeah. no sense yeah it's true you know and it's crazy because you know i work in a in a job where you know i'm visiting with uh you know business partners and you know trying to accomplish goals and and have meetings and things like that um which is a challenge when they're also still running a business sometimes and there's been times where i i have something you know that i want to get done that day that i can't get done just simply because you know, there, there wasn't really stringent meeting times or anything set for it because it was, you know, my job is one that's a little bit more um, yeah. kind of free flowing. Um, and actually by working from home and COVID and doing a lot more meetings and trainings and things like that um, over, you know, the Internet and, and uh, with video calls and stuff like that, it's actually been able to give me a more structured uh, workflow. And, you know, with that, those people, um give them a better idea of kind of when we're going to be doing what and and you know and that's just you know i know some people would say well you should just always be booking those appointments so i work in a in a industry in a job where that's not always the case and you kind of do need to be able to just roll the punches but um i think that you know planning a little bit better and smarter and uh being a little bit more strategic um you know, with my calendar even when I am back face to face with this stuff, you know, I think that's something that I definitely am going to value and take back, right. To, to be more effective because I feel like I actually got a lot more accomplished and a lot more quantifiable, um, you know, objectives that I could show my boss, you know, in our team. And, and that's a big thing for us is, is, you know, how do you, uh, how do you quantify what these meetings and trainings and things like that actually accomplish? So uh, yeah, just not only the actual act of, of of uh you know doing those things but also even my own ways of tracking it because you know reality is you're working from home and you just want to have something to show for it right like it's it's hard to tell your boss i didn't do anything all day um so you naturally start trying to kind of you know quantify what you're doing um and for me that was a, a great thing that i will take forward so i think that you know as much as we all want to shit on covid and 2020 and all this stuff and i was thinking about this earlier when i was driving in my car um you know it's there's a lot of things that did come positive out of it both personally and professionally for a lot of people. And I think that, you know, a lot of employers do recognize that some employees, some employees actually work a lot more effectively from home. Right. So I'm hoping that, you know, that, that is uh, the majority and not the minority, but we'll see after all this. Right. Yeah. Like I would, like I saw an article today that uh, a lot of the great example, uh, and I, I can't wait to see next year's earnings from these REITs uh, that own commercial real estate because people are jumping, jumping ship left, right and center. But like there was a just a personal thing, like where people uh, in some downtown Toronto neighborhoods uh, were getting approximately five hundred dollars less a month for their units than they were last year when they're trying to rent them out again, like units in Toronto. Like are the same price as a like unit in downtown Waterloo. So Waterloo is this uh, is the city uh, in the outer GTA. It's not even really the GTA. It's like sort of the tech hub uh, of Canada, like Silicon Valley North ish, like that in Ottawa, like the one of those two places. But I mean, there's no way a city with a couple hundred thousand people versus a city with a couple million people should have the same amount of rent for a two bedroom apartment in any sense of the world. But that's what's happening because you don't have to go to an office downtown Toronto in an office building anymore. So you're working remote. 
why the hell am I living in this apartment that's costing me $25, $3,500 a month to just live there and do nothing? Like, oh, I have a car? Oh, it's going to be 500 bucks to park it there for the month or whatever. Like, it's crazy. Like, and people are realizing that. And I think that's going to be another slow impact that we see over the next five years is people moving out of like urban city centers but who knows like, well, it'll be I mean, good it'll, it'll be good for the, all the small towns and uh you know across ontario it'll hopefully revitalize them if you have people uh and and given uh that the government's starting to invest all the money in broadband so they're running fiber bingo fiber internet all over the place obviously 5g is going to come out um so if everybody has as- access to high-speed internet out in the country and or even you know like uh what's his face uh tesla uh, elon musk satellite internet i mean like there's you you take away so much incentive to live in the city unless you want to live that you know want to live on the 30th floor in a box type lifestyle (laughs) yeah Yeah. and you know what we were talking in a previous podcast about um you know how are we going to grow our population and you know stimulate our economy and stuff like that in canada and we're talking about immigration and yeah all these people are going to come in here for sure and uh, we need somewhere to put people too right so i think that you know, having these areas grow, um, you know, exponentially in the next few years is going to be great because I think, you know, we will have new Canadians coming in uh, who, you know, need jobs and need places to live. And some of these, you might see some of these small towns get a little bigger. And I think that's a good thing as well. And but I, I do expect to see a mass exodus of Toronto in the next little while. And then, you know, other bigger cities in Canada as well. We're just using Toronto as our example because we're most familiar with it. Um, but, you know, uh, those folks who live down there, yeah, one, they, they live down there because they work down there. And that's their main reason for doing that. But a lot of their lifestyles, you know, we're talking about people in their like maybe, you know, mid to late 20s and they don't have kids. And, you know, it's all about going out and having drinks and, you know, uh, being the downtown life. And, you know, none of that's going on right now as well, too. Right. So now suddenly <laughs> they're they're having to face the reality of that shoebox condo they're in for twenty five hundred dollars a month. Right. I think the shoebox is not, not so bad um, when you're not really ever there. You're just sleeping. Right. You're, you're going to work. You're going downtown, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, now but- suddenly you're just chilling on your your little tiny condo couch and your little tiny condo box. And you're like, holy fuck, what am I doing? Yeah, you're sitting there swiping on Tinder with a bunch of people that don't want to meet up with you. Like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm just sitting here in my box in the sky. I make my money and I can't spend it. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything like this. This sucks. And you're sitting there and you're on you're on your real estate app or whatever you're on. You're looking like, wow, I can trade this box in the sky right now for this giant house an hour and a half away from here. Yeah, I'm going to go do that. Yeah, that, that that's way better um anyways guys uh i think we covered a lot today it's not everything we wanted to but i i think we got what we needed out of today being a historic moment for canada being the first day that someone uh, got a covid19 vaccine it'll be very interesting to see and i I really do want to visit this podcast again and, and see where things are uh come q3 q4 uh 2021 like see actually how many people see if they actually did hit that 50 percent immunization rate um that they're hoping for right now or the 70 percent uh but uh on that note thanks for joining us on the pod and uh we'll see you in a few days